Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast breaking down nine teams of the 2020 AFL season. 72 hours prior to the season opener, the season was reduced to 17 rounds. We moved to 16-minute quarters, which definitely impacted the game styles for many clubs, thus impacting from a fantasy player perspective. We moved to a condensed fixture, and night before team announcements were introduced from round 9, this did reduce late changes, and a rolling lockout was implemented. We had to deal with COVID breaches and suspensions impacting trades. The season presented many unique challenges. In the end, the AFL home and away season was completed. Make sure you're following at AFL Ratings on Twitter for updates to maintain a strong fantasy game over the preseason. As always, there will be a significant edge to those not paying attention. If you would like a chance of scoring a plus six podcast cap, just retweet any podcast link that is sent out on Twitter. Keep an eye on the next group of cap giveaways, which should be tomorrow. They will also return for the 2021 pre-season. Keep in mind, this podcast is being recorded on Wednesday, September 30. Okay, on to episode 52, Adelaide Crows. Disposals 4, they were ranked in 2019 at 4. And at 2020 at 17, so there's a significant drop away from the Crows. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4. Last year they were ranked 3, and this season they were ranked 18. So again, a significant drop off. AFL Fantasy Team Points against. Last season the Crows were 16, they were poor, which was good for fantasy. And in 2020 they were ranked the worst at number 18. Five key points for the Crows. First year coach Matthew Nick's transition. Not being able to fully train due to COVID restrictions on training meant growth this season was very limited. Brody Smith, he struggled early at center bounces. Eventually he was moved out of the midfield and back into defense. Riley O'Brien solidified his position as a top tier ruck. He averaged 86.8 in 2020 and 91.3 from his last six games. The move of Rory led into CBAs, that started in round nine, and he averaged 89.3 since that move was made. And just the rookie there, Lockie Scholl, played the last eight games of the season for the Crows. He averaged 49.3 points, which included an average of 80.5 from his last two games. Okay, on to Brisbane. Disposals 4 in 2019, they were ranked 17, and 2020 they were ranked 16. The Lions aren't a disposal heavy team. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4, the Lions last year were 9th ranked and improved to number 5 this season. AFL Fantasy Team Points against. Last year they were the hardest at 1, and this year they were equally as strong, but did drop down to number 2. Five key points for the Lions. Lockie Neal was the standout premium midfield selection at round one, no doubt about it. He was priced at 7.7k, which was ranked equal 16th in the midfield to start the season. Neal averaged 114 points from his opening five games, putting him out of reach for many this season. Neal was 24% owned at the start of the season, and that was the beginning of round two. We started to see the emergence of Jared Berry. 
He's only 23 at the start of the 2021 season. The omission of Alex Witherden for the Lions team, he played only six games at an average of 77.8 points. Jared Lyons averaged 91.4 points from his first 12 games, but the average did fall away in their second half of the season, averaging just 70.8 from his final five games. Devin Robertson played just the one game for the Lions for 26 points in the home and away season. Another preseason of development will likely help, but Chris Fagan is a coach that makes players earn their position in the team. On to Carlton. Disposals four. In 2019, they were ranked 15th. They dropped in 2020. They were ranked 18th. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4. In 2019, they were ranked 16th. And in 2020, they were ranked 12th. So they're not a fantasy-friendly team at this stage. Under David Teague, AFL Fantasy Team Points Against. In 2019, they were 17th and made a significant improvement in 2020 and jumped that rank to number 6. Some key points here. Sam Walsh averaged 89.4 points from his last eight games. His center bounces increased late in the season. Patrick Cripps averaged 75.3. He did not score more than 100 points in any game. Sam Doherty averaged 94 points from his first five games. Then Blues coach David T decided enough was enough with the slow ball movement from defense. This impacted the fantasy output for Doherty. Tom DeConning emerged late in the year for the Blues as a ruck option. He averaged 41.9 points. With no Simpson in 2021, does Sam Petrescu-Seaton become the outlet option in defence for the Blues? He averaged 75.7 points from his last three games in 2020. On to Collingwood. Disposals four. 2019, the Magpies were ranked number one. In 2020, the Magpies again were ranked number one. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4. 2019, the Magpies were ranked number one. And they slid down to all the way down to number two in 2020. So a fantasy-friendly team they remained. AFL Fantasy Team Points against. Last year, the Magpies were ranked six, so they're quite strong, but that fell away in 2020, and they slid down to 11, so that's something to keep an eye on for next season. Brody Grundy averaged a solid 90.9 in the home and away season. If we end up back at 20-minute quarters, he's likely to be slightly underpriced at round one next season. Hamstring issues for Adam Trelaw again this season that will likely equate to low ownership to begin 2021. Jeremy Howell averaged 85.5 points for four games. A knee injury ended his 2020 campaign in round four. Suspension of fatherhood impacted the 2020 season for steel side bottom. However, he averaged a very solid 90.9 points from nine games. Braden Maynard was one of the better picks in defence at round one, averaging 76.5 points from his opening 11 games. Most fantasy defenders struggled for consistency in 2020. On to Essendon. Disposals for the Bombers, 2019, they were ranked 10th. And 2020, the Bombers were ranked 5th, so an improvement there. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4, in 2019, the Bombers were ranked 12th. In 2020, the Bombers were ranked 14th. 
AFL Fantasy 10 points against the Bombers 2019. They were ranked 10th, but slid down to 15th in 2020. Andrew McGrath was moved into the midfield this season, and his fantasy numbers improved significantly. He averaged 81.3 points before an ankle injury ended his season at round 15. Darcy Parrish may have jumped into their high centre bounce rotation for 2021 and beyond. He averaged 75.6 points when his CBAs consistently hit above 50% from round 11. Sam Draper finally made his debut in 2020. He was a little bit raw, but you would think he would be the number one ruck option at round one next season. Jordan Ridley put together a very solid season in defence. He averaged 74.3 from his opening 12 games, and it appears to be locked into the Bombers' intercepting defender role for the long term. Zach Merritt played mostly on the outside in the early part of the season. He averaged 101.2 points from his last 11 games with a heavy usage at CBAs late in the season. On to Fremantle. Disposals 4 in 2019, the Dockers were ranked number 7. In 2020, that stayed the same again at number 7. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4. In 2019, Fremantle ranked 13th and improved to number 8 in 2020. They should be on your watch list as a fantasy-friendly team. AFL Fantasy Team Points Against. In 2019, the Dockers were ranked 15th and in 2020, with their ball holding game plan the Dockers were ranked 8th. Okay some key points from the Dockers 2020 season. Caleb Sorrell made his debut in round 4. Shortly thereafter Dockers coach Justin Longmuir increased Sorong's responsibility in that midfield. Long term Sorong should be a beast in that midfield for Fremantle. Michael Walters was injured and missed two games at the midway point of the season. When he returned he played mostly forward Dockers coach Justin Longmuir has a long-term goal which did create volatility in roles this season. Nat Fife was another player impacted by the long-term vision of Longmuir. The heavy reliance on Fife in the midfield at Fremantle may be softened somewhat in 2021 and beyond. After a slow start averaging 55.8 points from his opening four games of the season, Andrew Brayshaw then proceeded to average 87.1 points from his next 11 games. There was only a small sample of Hayden Young in 2020, but that was enough. He's going to be nearly impossible to fade at round one next season. Okay, on to Geelong. Disposers for Geelong in 2019 were ranked 12th. In 2020, the Cats jumped all the way to number 2, so they improved significantly. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4. In 2019, the Cats were ranked 6th. They jumped all the way to number 1 in 2020. And AFL Fantasy Team Points against. Last year, the Cats were strong at number 3, and they improved to rank number 1 in 2020. After being shut down against the Giants in Round 1 for just 40 points, Patrick Dangerfield averaged 84.3 points from his final 16 home and away games. He did spend a fair amount of time forward as the Cats rotated several players through the centre bounces in the home and away season. Tom Stewart was a top tier player in defence in the second half of the home and away season. He averaged 86.3 points from his final nine games. 
Sam Menegola put together a very solid season out on a wing for the Cats. He benefited from the in-game change in tempo by the Cats. Mitch Duncan was another that excelled in the Geelong game style this season. He scored 80 points or more in 75% of games in the home and away season. Joel Selwood did the job early for those that selected him at round one as he averaged 77.3 points from his opening six games. However, when injuries hit, the Cats became very conservative with Selwood. On to Gold Coast. Disposals 4, 2019, the Suns were ranked 18th. In 2020, just a slight improvement to 15th. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4, in 2019, they were ranked 18th. And 2020, 16th, AFL Fantasy Team Points against. 2019, were ranked 18th. And in 2020, were ranked 16th. Matthew Rare was dominant in the midfield, averaging 88.5 points from his opening four games before his season-ending shoulder injury in round five. The average of 70.8 with a discount at round one in 2021 will attract many. Noah Anderson played every game in 2020 for an average of 58.9. He started to appear at centre bounces from round nine onward and averaged 61 points to finish the season from those final nine games. Hugh Greenwood was tough to ignore with his tackle numbers and forward status early in the season. He did tail off towards the end of the year, averaging 71.6 from his final nine games. Sam Flanders made his debut in round 11 and was stuck mostly as a half forward. He didn't find much of the ball at all. He's going to be cheap at round one next season, but his role likely needs to change. There is upside potential in year number two for Flanders. Jared Witts is not a disposal-heavy ruck-type player. With the reduced game time, his ceiling was definitely limited, especially in low-scoring games. It could be a bounce-back season. Okay, onto the Giants. Disposals 4. In 2019, the Giants were ranked 5th. In 2020, they dropped to number 8. AFL Fantasy Team Points 4. In 2019, the Giants were ranked 2, and they dropped down to number 6 in 2020. AFL team points against. 2019, they were strong at number 2, and dropped down to number 4 at 2020. Like the Giants, Stephen Cornelio had an indifferent year. He was value at the start of 2020, and will be so again at the start of 2021. I'd expect a response from Cornelio, and fantasy coaches could benefit Nick Haynes' role was a pretty decent one for fantasy coaches. The problem was quite a few opposition teams started to really shut him down. Haynes averaged 58.3 points from his final seven games. Tim Taranto underwent shoulder surgery in the preseason and was able to get back at round seven, which included the 11-week layoff from COVID. A full 2021 preseason should see a decent bounce back from his 2020 average of 75.3. We definitely got a first-hand look at Tom Green as a contested machine late in the season. He should develop over time and be a very good long-term fantasy prospect. An average of 55.3 with a discount at round one in 2021 will attract many. Lockie Ash should develop with another preseason. With Shaw and Williams, who is likely to depart the Giants, gone, Lockie Ash should have a pretty decent role in 2021. Okay, on to my season. It was part successful. Ended round one at rank of 26k. 
then we turned it round to improving to 2.4k. A few rounds later, I was ranked inside the top 1k, however, couldn't bust through the wall that was sitting in front of me. At round 12 and ranked inside the top 800, I decided to make some significant moves. To say it backfired is a complete understatement, but I would 100% make these moves facing similar circumstances again. From that point onward, I was ranked 1.3k. Beyond that, I was confronted with forced trades for most of the remaining rounds of the season and ballooned out to a final ranking of 3.6k. Five positive points for my season. Number one, I was relatively happy with the round one starting squad. Number two, Andrew McGrail was a good selection at round one for me. Number three, identified that Petrarca midfield usage during that preseason was crucial. Number four, captain selections, I would grade myself a nine out of 10, which was actually a pretty good return. And number five, the pre-season research was definitely important for that round one starting team. Okay, now to the good stuff. Five key negative points for my season. I think I overspent at Rucket round one. Started with Grundy, Gorn and Nay Smith at R3. I definitely needed that extra defender all season. I traded Andrew Brayshaw out at the end of round three with an average of 56.7. He then crushed averaging 87.1 points between rounds 5 to 16. This also meant I fell one trade behind making that move. The round 12 breaking point, I left Rockies on the field, which is a big no-no, to flip Bailey Smith to Josh Dunkley, which backfired. And I also ignored the Sarong to Bontempelli upgrade against the Crows team who were struggling at the time. The difference in trades was nearly 200 points, and that was the season toast for me. At number four, I failed to hit new Rockies early enough. This added to the amount of trades that I felt I was behind the leaders. At number five, I overspent with midfield premiums at round one. This was also costly being forced to play low-scoring rookies beyond what I wanted to throughout the season. I definitely enjoyed the challenges of the 2020 fantasy season. I'm completely looking forward to the 2021 season. Well, that's it for episode 52. Look out for episode 53 to drop in a few days. Thanks again for tuning in.